Thanks to Bombas for supporting Don't Keep Your Day Job. Bombas makes socks that are comfortable and look great for whenever you need with a wide variety of options. To get 20% off your first purchase, go to bombas.com slash dreamjob. Also, thanks to Legacy Box. There's never been a better time to digitally preserve your memories. Order your Legacy Box today to take advantage of Legacy Box's Black Friday Cyber Monday sale. Take an unprecedented 60% off. Hey guys, it's Kathy Heller. Welcome back to another episode of Don't Keep Your Day Job. I posted yesterday on Instagram, and every day the world will drag you by the hand yelling, this is important, and this is important, and you need to worry about this, and this, and this. And each day it's up to you to yank your hand back, put it on your heart, and say, no, this is what's important. And that's a quote by Ian Thomas. And I posted that because last week in the middle of the busiest season of my life, I put everything on hold and I went to on-site workshops for six and a half days to spend time healing, grieving and growing. And I really thank God for that gift. It wasn't just life-changing, but I feel like it was life-saving. I'm just so grateful to the incredible human beings who created such a safe, restorative program. Um, and for all the things that I discovered about myself, I just feel like it's so important to ask ourselves, like, what do we really want our lives to be like? What do we want things to look like? And what is a must to put on the calendar? And if we're not intentional, sometimes with even, you know, the best of hopes, if we don't like sit down and put things on the calendar, we wind up being just pulled along by the river. We forget to let ourselves really really look at like, what do we desire most? And we need to stop and make time to cast a vision and, and make sure that the things that we really want are put first. And I just want to say thank you to my dear friend, Kelsey Murphy, for reminding me all the time to come home to what my heart wants most. So I hope that listening to this show, you're reminded that there are things that really when you're honest with yourself, you're like, yeah, this is what I want to spend the next decade doing more of. And I hope that the show and the people who come on the show, and I hope that my words, I hope that everything we do here just creates a new possibility so that you can walk forward into this next new year. Speaking of things that you love to do, I would love for you guys to send us some selfies of you doing the stuff you love, whether it's baking and a picture of you with your hands, you know, kneading some dough, or if it's painting and there's an image that you have of a photo of you, you know, just sitting there with the canvas and the acrylics, we'd love to see it. We're going to be working on this really cool montage. So email us your photos to hello at don'tkeepyourdayjob.com with the subject line selfie, or you can post it on Instagram and tag me at kathy.heller. Yeah, I would love to see what you guys are up to. I have some really cool ideas of how I can feature more guests on this show. And um, usually at the end of every year, we like to get emails with stories of how the show has affected you so that we could maybe set aside episodes and interview you on this show, which is just so inspiring for, for listeners to hear how 
someone just like them listened to the show and then took action and started to see momentum. So if you have a story like that, send us the story, tell us what's been going on. Let us know if you feel like you're ready to come on and, and be interviewed and share how listening to the show has really helped you propel things forward and, uh, and send us a selfie of you doing your thing or, you know, images of, of what you're making. That's also fine. Okay. So on today's show, we have such a beautiful human being. Her name is Amber Lillystrom. She's a business coach, a branding strategist, author, speaker, podcaster, and just all around great, great, great person. I'm not going to give away too many spoilers to her journey, but she built a seven figure business from home while also homeschooling her daughter and retiring her husband from his 11 year police career. How inspiring is that? And I think you guys will love Amber's podcast, The Amber Lillystrom Show, where she's sharing inspired action steps to create the lives and businesses we we were created for. She's talked with guests like Sarah Blondin, James Wedmore, Laura Belgray. We have a lot of mutual friends. She's also the creator of the Ignite Your Soul Summit, which is a life-changing weekend-long event to help you get reconnected with who you were truly meant to be in this world. I also want to let you know that Amber's story... Unfortunately, it does begin in a place of pain. Um, she was the victim of sexual abuse, which um, it literally hurts my heart to know to know this and to know that this could happen to any person. So if that's a trigger for you, you might just want to skip over the first few minutes. Um, what's really incredible is that Amber has just continued to soldier on from everything she's been through and she's only been more and more of a light to help other people through very dark times and she's she's just transforming so many people's uh pain into purpose it's an amazing conversation to chat with her. We also recorded this on video. So if you want to watch the full interview on YouTube, we have a link to that in the show notes as well. Without further ado, please welcome the very courageous Amber Lillystrom. Hey, Amber, thank you so much for joining me today. I'm so happy you're here. Hey, Kathy, I'm so excited to be here. This is awesome. So before we get into all the wisdom you so generously share um, and built a platform around empowering people and you're doing such a good job of it, I want to talk about like what made you want to do that work. Like how did you get there? Let's tell us a little bit about your story. Yeah, you know, it really goes all the way back to the very beginning. And um, I am a survivor of childhood sexual abuse. And so it was my, frankly, my earliest memory. And after that, you know, it was just tumultuous, you know, growing up being a child and having to navigate trauma, also having really loving parents who were super supportive and were there to help me. But also my mom um, wanted to make sure that I got justice, you know, and that I had the opportunity to like close that loop. And so I was a five-year-old Kathy, literally testifying in court against my abuser. And when I look back on it now, because I'm a mother of a six-year-old, I do not understand how any of that went down and not even necessarily the abuse piece, but the court piece. So as an adult, I've been able to like tease that out, becoming a parent of a small child, a girl. But what I knew at a really young age, and this is a real blessing, was that I remember receiving downloads or clear messages. And I, you know, I didn't really understand where they came from, whether it was God or what, but I just remember this voice kind of saying to me, like, this didn't happen to you for nothing. And you're here to share your story. Like you are here to rise. You know, I had an understanding of virtues, courage, like things, and a, just an, an instant as a small person 
um, that have served me on my journey. And so I learned quickly that hurt people hurt people. And I wasn't going to be one of those people. I learned quickly about forgiveness. I learned like all these things at, at an insanely young age. And I think, um, obviously my life took lots of twists and turns as I, as I grew up and I had an eating disorder, obviously (laughs) coping mechanism in my teens. And I had to find my voice. I had to find my courage. And I, and I did that, you know, through adolescence, I was a um, soccer player and I ended up being a division one athlete. And I was the captain of my women's soccer team at UNH. I had a scholarship. I just knew like I was expressing through my body and I was a leader and I used my voice and um, I held myself to just really high standards on my journey because I knew that I was here for big work. And so then um, after I graduated from college, I started a career as a sport marketing professional for my actual alma mater for the University of New Hampshire Athletic Department. I was like shooting t-shirt cannons from the ice and doing graphic designing and making posters and mentoring students. And I ended up getting to teach at the university for a few years as well. So I just had all these amazing things that I got to do, which ultimately when I look back on it, Kathy, truly, I see how all of those skills that I was developing were leading me to the work that I do now, you know, as a coach, as a mentor, as a public speaker, as an author, as a writer, as a a person who puts on live event experiences and really creates these very transformational experiences. All of those things, I learned how to orchestrate fan experience. I learned how to market and sell and it was not for not, right? It was all leading to now. And so when I had a near-death experience, during my daughter's birth, that was really the catalyst. That was the wake up call. This that was story like- is just like, <laughs> if it wasn't already enough, the first three sentences, yeah. <laughs> it wasn't powerful enough. It just like keeps going. What does that going. mean? What happened yeah. during the birth? Yeah. So I stopped breathing on the operating room table and um, I went into this, this space <sighs> between, you know, truly motherhood and what I was realizing might be my last breath. And the first thing that was coming into my awareness was you're not doing what you're here to do. Like avoid the voice talking to me again. You're not doing it, Amber. And whoa, <laughs> talk about like, okay, let's be direct here. Um, wow. But the beautiful part of that was I had that clarity. And then what came next was actually having the bird's eye view on my loved ones. So my parents were there in the hospital and I saw them. And I saw my husband and I saw myself and I was able to, in that moment, just really reconcile and surrender, like go to this place of super, super deep surrender and realizing that, you know, this voice, this being, this entity, it's never left me and it's here. And now it's telling me that I got to do what I'm here to do. Like enough, enough messing around, enough waiting, enough, like doing it sort of halfway, like sideways, like yeah, I'm making a huge impact. I was going to be one of the top sport marketing professionals in the country. I was doing it. I was getting promoted every two years, right? I was ticking all these damn boxes, but I wasn't actually putting my energy where I knew I was now ready to put it. It was like, I was, I was like overripe on the vine and I was getting kicked off. And so, um, Mm. I didn't, I did not die by the grace of God. I am here. And, uh, my daughter was born and she was healthy and strong and vibrant and my greatest teacher which I can't talk about it without wanting to cry every time. I know you get it. And um, took about, you know, eight months or so. I knew I needed to do something different. I did not know how, but I knew I had to figure that out. And I would not let myself off the hook on this one now. And I also had this beautiful little human here who's like a little hourglass of like, 
okay, what do you want to do? Because guess what? Her first steps and her first words and all of her stuff, her first are coming and you're not here because you're going to this job that you now know you don't want to be in anymore. So it took me about eight months or so after Ani was born and I had one client <laughs> that building this little business in the nooks and crannies, the nights, the weekends. Um, when I had time, I was just building the Squarespace website and like creating an offer. And I took a course. I was just like trying to figure out how to do this. And thing. what was this thing that you knew then you needed to do? It was, it was speaking, coaching, writing, podcasting. It was telling this story and doing it bigger, better, you know, just try it. Like, so you started with one again. client. This is like with Jerry Maguire. All right. Jerry, and one client. I mean, yeah. she said, yes. She like asked if she could hire me. And I, and I said, you want to work with me? Hold on. Let me open my word doc to find out what my prices are. Like it was just right, awkward. Right, right, so right, awkward. Right. And she was so Melissa, I love you so much. I will be forever grateful for you. What um, year was that? That was 2014. And so I gave my notice April 22nd of 2014. And by May 16th, it was my last day in my corporate job, which I'd had for a decade. And I walked out of there with four clients now at this point. And I was making more money in a month in my, with my four clients than I was in my corporate job. And here we are, you know, how many Amber, years later, five and a oh half years God. later. Amber, I mean, everyone who's listening, myself included, is just sitting here right now thinking how brave, how fierce, thinking back to you at five years old and you're like, it's one thing, the abuse, but actually going through it and standing up to testify at that age, that in of itself, you're like, how the hell did that go down? Like, it hurts me to the core. And just to think of someone coming along and robbing you of your innocence just takes everything in me to not like want to like jump out of my skin. And while that's true, to then think of you just becoming this beacon, this lighthouse, this fireball of magnetism is like, it's truly Herculean. Like I'm just in awe. It's so clear that this is your work because it's you. You are a constant reminder of what is possible when we have courage and you're amazing. I want to dissect that a little bit because it is everything and so many of us have been through different kinds of trauma. Some are big T trauma. I would say that's what yours is. Some are little T trauma, but it's still really painful. And sometimes we don't have that fervor and you so did not get stuck in that. So what have you seen in the work that you've done that gets us stuck in our pain? And what is it that you've seen that makes it possible for people to move through something so painful and find this incredible life force and light. Yeah. What gets us stuck in the pain is our worrying about what other people are going to think. Disappointing people, letting people down, hurting people. It's like we have this over-functioning when it relates to the people that we love and that's what stops us. It's like we use them as an excuse. I think the other, the other side to this, which is actually very connected, is we, we self-identify as victims. So yeah. we take our trauma and we continue. So I could absolutely have done that, but I've never referred to myself as a victim of childhood sexual abuse. Never have those words been mine. It's always, I'm a survivor of childhood sexual abuse. And the distinction really matters. 
What is it about being a victim that actually hurts us? Yeah, because we are self-identifying as being someone who wrong was done to, and ultimately victimhood is a dead end. There's really no getting out of victimhood. You know, when we think of it just like that, we just stay there. And what happens, right? No progress is made. Their creations, their magic, the things they're here for, it doesn't happen. Wow. And it breaks my heart when people don't get it, you know? But again, I have to have radical compassion for people being where they are. And, you know, at the end of the day, even my uncle, I have radical forgiveness for him because ultimately, a lot of stuff must have happened to him on his life journey that would have led him to doing to me what he did. And I really see that. And I really get that. And that's taken years and years to work through. But what, what am I doing for him or for me or for anyone else? If I continue to hold him in bondage to an event in the past, which I don't know this for certain, but I would venture that he regrets it. I I just, you know, and and maybe I'm saying that to make myself feel better. Either way, it doesn't matter. It's how I experience it that actually matters because that's what's going to affect all the people in my life in present day and what I'm here to actually do and talk about. It's absolutely incredible the way that you say those things and, and, and then not just saying it, but that you've actually integrated those kinds of ideas and what that must have been like to work through that is just, it's humongous. One of the biggest things that comes up that I see is who am I to do this? I'm not good enough. Yeah. I'm not the best at it. It's not ready. How do you help people through that? Yeah. And I think athletics actually had a huge part in this part of my development because, you know, at the end of the day, uh, I'm not the best soccer player in the world. And I wasn't a starter in every game of my college career. And I had major injuries I had to overcome and knee surgeries and all these things. And I had basically a complication from surgery. I had a torn VMO muscle and I wasn't really like a super fast player. I, that's never my strength, but vision, leadership on the field were my strengths. And I knew how to play to my strengths. So I, I was always someone quick to like, just go to, okay, what am I the best at? What can I control? I can either get frustrated that I now have a torn VMO muscle and I'm like limping around the track on my fitness test and I oh have so much friggin' pain. Or I can just do my fitness test and finish it because I'm the captain of this team and my team needs me to be a leader right now. So I can have that intrinsic motivation and I can push through the outside hard stuff like I have a million times before in my life. Or I can just be a victim of this and sit on the sidelines, which nobody would say anything about. But what less am I actually getting from that? And so I've held myself to that standard. And it's like the only way I really know how to operate because I just have such a big vision for what's possible for us. And so I want to just say to people, like, I so have all of the empathy and love for you and compassion in the world that that's an easy storyline to use as an excuse. But every single person who's ever done anything for the first time has felt the exact same way. And so I'm interested in, okay, where are the zones of opportunity for you? And how can we try to make this a little bit easier? And how can we be more gentle with ourselves instead of so darn hard on ourselves? How can we like, just, how can we make this easier? And I I don't, that has served me, you know, in a tremendous way. And it certainly served my clients as well. When you made that leap from sports and PR and marketing after you were already a great athlete and you did the sports and you were so good at it. 
And then here you come, like, I'm actually going to go do something so different. I mean, seemingly different. There's so much of it that really is a parallel, but it was really a big jump. Did you come through any imposter syndrome? Like, who am I to be a coach and why would somebody pay me? And how did you have the courage to pivot? How did you have the courage to walk into something so unfamiliar? Mm. Um, I think that there's so much of me that just didn't even know enough to be scared in some ways. So thank goodness for that. The second piece was I had this amazing catalyst of my child. You know, I, I left my corporate career and I can be completely honest about this. Failure was never an option. So when it comes to my biggest dreams, so like becoming a division one athlete, becoming a mom, uh, launching this business, writing the book that I'm like, literally, I am not doing well. I'm having all that imposter syndrome stuff right now. Oh. All of that failure is just not even an option. I don't even believe in it. I don't, it's not even a thing. It's just feedback, you know, like, so everything yeah, I took it's over, feedback. Yep. It's just feedback, you know? And so it was failure was just not even on the table. And again, you guys, I didn't figure out this, if the dream is in you, it's for you thing until just recently, like the last like year and a half Beautiful. of clarity. Um, but I believe that so deeply now. And so I just use that as my little code to unlock myself when I get stuck and I get frustrated and it's like, it will work itself out. Like it will, it always does. And yeah. I had to really surrender into this radical trust space. And that's yep. really where I live my life now. I love that. And I love the failure is feedback. It's feedback. Yeah. You're getting feedback. answers. You're just getting answers of, of it's like but, that answer. But Kathy, we make everything mean something about our worth. And that's the problem. We make our career, we make our partner's happiness, we make our child's success in the classroom or on the sports field or the weight, the number on the scale or oh boy. the client, you know, defaulting on a payment or saying no, we make that mean something about our worth. And so what if all of these situations in my life literally had nothing to do with my worthiness? What if my worth was never in question and it hasn't been from the day that I was born and now I actually have to operate from a completely different equation of not working for worthy, rather working for fulfillment, for contribution, for joy, for love. Like, That's a game changer. Whoa. Yeah. It changes yeah. everything. Yeah. It changes everything. I want to break this down into two of the, the biggest things that come up for our audience. Um, it was interesting to me because I've been since the beginning, like, oh, how do I help people build their dream job? Yeah. And I come to find out um, a big majority of the world doesn't actually know what they want to do. That's true. They don't know what their dreams are. Yeah. And I'm curious what your feedback is, how you help people to clarity on what they're here to do. Mm. So one of the places that we can start, which is, you know, not my preference, but it doesn't matter. We start wherever we are, is looking at what's not working. What do I not want, <laughs> right? Uh, I knew that I did not want to be going to work every day wearing khakis and polo shirts right. and sitting in the meetings that I wasn't allowed to say what I actually felt and packing my little lunch in my Lululemon bag and jamming it into the, the community fridge. Like I was good. Yeah. I was complete with that. Um, <laughs> So then, okay. So then, then what's the alternative, right? Like, so what do you want to do? The ideal day exercise is such an awesome exercise to do. Just sit down and go, what would my ideal day look yeah. like? From the minute I wake up, my eyes open, how does that day roll out? And I did that back in the, those days because I was also confused and I felt all that unworthy invalidation thing. Like, who am I? I'm like this 
sports person? How am I going to go be a coach for people? So I had to like walk over those bridges and get to the place of um, deeper clarity on what it was I really wanted to do. I think our desire to have like our whole life purpose completely mapped out on the page with like a beautiful design and mind map and all that is also not actually helping us. And it's like, can we just take one baby step at a time? So when I launched my business, I was also designing people's websites, creating logos, helping them write copy. I was just doing what I had right. skills just inching in. your way closer and closer to sort of yeah. developing this awareness of what really is the thing. And then and you I'm still it. working that out. Like, I feel like I'm still massaging my, what is my yeah, elevator Cause you're pitch. hopefully going to be on the planet for a hundred years or more. That's right. And you That's got right. a lot of, you got a lot of massaging. There's of so many more do. iterations to happen exactly. here. I'm not a static one dimensional person. Exactly. So now let's move into part two. How do we build effective businesses? Yeah. I'm a firm believer that there's no formula or one right way to do it. Um, But what's most important is that we are open to learning how to trust ourselves, that we're picking ourselves for our own team in the process. So we stop abandoning ourselves along the way because that's just going to come back around and bite you in the buns. And here's the thing. If you really, really dislike doing X in your business, don't make that one of your product services and offerings. If you like kind of don't love, you know, so like doing website design, not my most favorite thing in the world, but I liked parts of it and I liked helping them. And I was the best person, most qualified person for these clients to do it. Like they didn't know how they were completely technologically inept and they needed that. And I knew how to do it. And so I sold it to them until I was able to hire someone else to do it. And then able to just like not have that be part of my services at all. Yep. So I think building a successful business is it starts with you trusting you enough to try things out. The other piece is it's all about building relationships. And so any successful business or personal brand or influencer or anybody out there that you see, the way that they have become the most successful is by building relationships. And I'll give you one quick exercise to do in your journals. Think about right now, who are the most um, influential businesses and brands in your life? Mm Mm-hmm. And what value do they offer you? And what are some of their um, tenants, you know, principles? How do they operate? How do they make you feel? All of those things are elements that you value that you're going to want to create in your business. And chances are, because you are you and you value those things about them, you already do that. So build those things into the way that your business supports your clients. And then the last piece I will say is that your ideal client is a former version of you. Oh, yeah you know how to help them because you already did the thing that they need you to help them with. That's right. Very simply put. So just go back in time and ask yourself, what did I need when I was trying to launch a business? And that's what I help my clients with because I struggled mightily and needed a lot of things that nobody was offering. And I created those product services and support systems to help them. And for those of you who don't know Amber, most of you probably do, but if you don't, she's built a seven-figure business and her husband was able to actually not be an officer. He's a police officer, right? He was, yeah. Mm -hmm. And he was able to not work anymore because she's built such a big business and her podcast is huge, has hundreds of thousands of downloads a month. Just amazing. Truly, truly, it's working. I'm curious for people who are listening to the show right now who want to be in the coaching space, let's talk about a few of those basics. Um, mm. How did you get those first clients and how did we grow then to the next frontier? 
Yeah. So the first clients I had joined an online program. And so then I was in a community space with that program. And there were a lot of people in that community space. You know, you could promote your services and offerings, but it wasn't like I was like cold pitching my stuff. I was helping people. And so people were, you know, these newer entrepreneurs, they weren't the techie folks. They were more of like the healer type people or the coach type people. And I, and I just said, you know, I, I would love, cause I was learning, I was developing my skills. I would love to do some free website reviews. And I just did that for people. And I was finding that the things that I was noticing about their websites had this huge correlation to their self-concept and how they were diminishing themselves on their very own websites. And I was starting to look at these consistent themes. And there was this one particular client. And I said to her, this was Melissa. I said, you know, it's really fascinating to me that the picture on your homepage is a picture of you with your back to the viewer and you're like looking over your shoulder. And she had been just telling me about how she didn't actually like the service that she was offering in her brand. And she was like burnt out, but she couldn't figure out how to pivot. That isn't interesting. You're turning your back to your client. You're basically saying, I don't want to work with you. And that's why your business isn't working. She was like, oh my gosh, she started laughing out loud. Said, I'm in a $10,000 mastermind and nobody's ever said anything to me on that level of clarity. I just didn't even see it. So specific. Yeah. So specific. And so I was just saying what I saw and helping them with what my skill set was. And so I was just giving value. I was doing free coaching sessions with no expectation. I told you she wanted to hire me and I'm, and I had to like look up my price. I didn't even know what my package was, you know? And then I just got onto that thinking, well, if I just keep helping people, then maybe they'll want to work with me. And I don't have to get into this like pitchy, persuasive, convincing. Oh my people god, I energy. love this. Just like, that's be just generous. Just not show how up I and be generous. just show up and be generous and do your own work, you know. And and I really like made sure my brand was a reflection of what I stand for. <laughs> that's so been good. It. I love that answer. It's like just start helping people for free. Just start to get out there and be generous. That's how you start. That's right. So smart. I think there's a lot of people who have some feelings of conflict around, well, if I'm going to be a coach, don't I have to be specific? Like I can mm. coach you in your Instagram. I can coach you around your products. Like if I'm just a generalized business coach, I feel like I don't stand out. I don't know how anyone's going to want to choose me over the other 17 million people who do this. What do you say to them? I just say that there's only one you. And when you are brave enough to be fully you, oh, in, it's good. In all your stuff, yeah, you're gonna find your people. You're gonna find your lobsters. Like you're gonna connect. Yep. And that's it. Like it's it's really that simple. You connect to each other by being yourself. And you think about it, Kathy, like people that listen to your podcast, right? Like you have a quirky personality, and those people also do. <laughs> like right, guys. That's why you love Kathy because she keeps it real. You're sweet. Yeah. And so you like working with her because, or connecting with her in whatever capacity, because she's real. I love everything that we're talking about, but before we keep going, let's take a quick ad break. Bombas are the most comfortable socks you'll ever wear. They're made from super soft, natural cotton, and each pair has arch support, a seamless toe, and a cushioned footbed that makes it feel like you're walking on a cloud. Bombas come in a ton of different colors, patterns, length, and styles. They also have new merino wool socks designed to be breathable, dry, and never itchy with just the right amount of thickness. Any pair of Bombas will make you look good wherever you are, like the gym or the office. I personally love wearing my Bombas socks when I'm out with my family. I got their no-show socks, which go perfectly with my sneakers. They keep my feet super comfy while I'm running around with the kids at the park or taking them to the mall. 
or taking them on errands. And what's really awesome is that for every Bombas purchase you make, Bombas donates a pair to someone in need. To get 20% off your first purchase, go to bombas.com slash dreamjob. That's B-O-M-B-A-S dot com slash dreamjob for 20% off. With the new year coming up, a lot of us are making resolutions to declutter and clean up. And this probably includes those old boxes of family videotapes and photos that are just collecting dust in your closet. Thankfully, there's Legacy Box. With Legacy Box, you can get a lifetime of old memories digitized to a thumb drive, cloud download, or DVD. The whole process is super simple. We had some photos that we wanted to save, so I used Legacy Box to get them digitized onto a USB drive. It's just so reassuring to know that they're going to be preserved and they aren't going to be just taking up space. Plus, now that they're digital, it's so much easier to share these with other people in my family, like my cousins who live on the other side of the country, and this way we all have copies of these special memories. So they're still offering this Black Friday and Cyber Monday deal, and you can forget about doorbusters. Just head over to LegacyBox.com for their best deal of the year. Your life's biggest moments call for some big savings. Get 60% off Black Friday and Cyber Monday orders. While everyone else is going crazy trying to get the best deals this Black Friday and Cyber Monday, you can relax knowing you saved big on saving your memories. After all, technology can be replaced with the next best thing, but a lifetime of -of one-of-a-kind memories, that's irreplaceable. Order your Legacy Box today to take advantage of Legacy Box's Black Friday Cyber Monday sale. For a limited time, take an unprecedented 60% off. Go to LegacyBox.com slash DreamJob to get 60% off your first order. Save your time and memories. Go to LegacyBox.com slash DreamJob and save 60% off. The second piece is I think people get really excited. They listen to shows. They take coaching. They, they, they do their coaching work and then they actually have to go out and have the moment where they tell people what they charge. Oh, yeah. And they go, I'm out. I'm going mm-hmm. back to my day job. Yeah. So when we go to charge, all this stuff comes up like, well, these people are going to think I'm charging too much. I don't know if I'm going to be working too hard if I charge too little. So what do we do? So to me, it's always about a conversation of value with self, right? And, and when we wrap up like our value... So this is what I say to my clients all the time. Okay, so if you're going to charge $1,000 to your client or $20,000 or $50,000, like you are worth more than any dollar figure you are ever going to offer to a potential mm-hmm. client. And you got to get that. Like you got to, that's the actual work. Mm-hmm. And then the, the price is just the time really like the time, effort, and energy that, that goes into holding the sacred container to yeah. support the client and their transformation in relationship to how much they value that transformation as yeah, well. That's true. So I, I bring them back every single time to, you know, stop putting a dollar figure on yourself because that's impossible. And if we can free ourselves from that, which is easier said than done, I do understand that part of it. That's the deeper work that we're talking about here. Um, it really changes things and it makes it so much easier to just, oh, well, in that case, then this is what the program actually is worth. This is what the experience price and the market value actually is. Yeah. And I'm going to focus my energy there rather than trying to do the impossible, which is give myself a price tag. Yep. So clear. So good. Yeah. One question leading into that, before we go to that scary moment of actually doing the sale and closing it, where do you sort of stand on what we need to do before we even get there. You know, you started out by saying, just be generous and show up. And I feel like a lot of people will write to me and say, I heard your show. And so I did the thing. And then I started telling people that I have this offer and there's not a lot of 
runway where they've been sort of showing up and consistently communicating with their clients. And you come from that branding and marketing space. And I wonder, I I think a lot of people like cringe, they don't really get what marketing and sales is at its core. Mm -hmm. Where do you come into that conversation? How do you advise people to show up before they ever have the offer? You know, I find that using real life examples helps when people can't get context on these things. I like to think about bigger brands and and even smaller brands and thinking about like the brands that make an impact in your world and looking at, you know, when there's a sale going on or like there's a big movie premiere, even Disney does their due diligence and giving you a runway when a new movie's, I mean, like we're recording this at the time that Frozen 2 is happening in like two days. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, the, the countdown is on, sister, right? And yeah. like, we know, even my daughter, it's like the 22nd, you know, she's like so excited about that, right? So pay attention to that. Like if Disney is going to do their due diligence to create a runway and build excitement, I think we could probably do that with our own personal brands Yep. and let's not just drop a launch on a, on a Tuesday when we've never said a word about it beforehand. So I think it's a little bit about discipline, about learning the mechanics and the basics and, and paying attention. You know, every one of my, my friends in the space, like we all are like geek out. We have those folders in our email inbox where we save, like we save examples of things like, Oh, that's so good. Like, look at how they did that there. Like I'm saving examples of things to learn how to be better at my own marketing. I love that. So I think that remembering that marketing is really just an opportunity for us to get into the awareness of the people that we want to help and serve. And you can use things like Facebook ads and all these, you know, algorithms and whatnot to get like more specifically into their awareness. Um, but I really think of this on like an energetic level. And I think about also going back to my collegiate athletics days and the most consistent way to reach out to those people and to market to them was by getting into their awareness and knowing where they were hanging out and paying attention to the, the trends and the themes. So if I'm going to get students to come to one of our events, you better believe I'm like pizza, t-shirts, yeah. making it cool, like doing some social media thing. The social media started while I was in that career path. Right. Yeah. And like really sitting down and creating enough time to think about your ideal customer, what they're doing, where they're hanging out, what they like, what adds value to them, what appeals to them, what are their biggest challenges, you know, asking them, getting actual direct feedback from them. Um, and then, and then tweaking and adjusting fair, but remembering that there's no such thing as failing. It's all just feedback. Marketing is just testing always. Even successful marketing is just a test and you get to continue to tweak it as you go. I love that. It's such a, you're right. Like taking it out of the theoretical and just thinking about that example of you. I mean, Disney's a great example, but then also that example of like, okay, they want pizza. Okay. T-shirts. Okay. So this is who I'm marketing to. And so it's so smart. Okay. As we're closing out, let's just, we've already mentioned it before, but your show, your podcast, Mm. tell us like what this podcast is at its core. Yeah. So it's called the Amber Lillistrom show. And it's me really living into the, what my whole message is about, which is being me, you know, like we all have our own unique curriculum. Let's be ourselves. And so on that podcast, and I'm so excited for us to have our conversation when you're going to come on. Um, thanks. It's yeah. It's really about getting to the heartbeat of the person that we're talking to. And I talk to incredible authors, speakers, podcast hosts, coaches, teachers, like just incredible humans, survivors, creators, parents. And I want to know, um, you know, how you got to being you and yeah. 
how you've navigated the pockets of life and those moments of indecision and fear and how you move through it. Like I just love to get into the mindset of the people that I interview and, and understand and show the listeners how the dots of their life connected Mm -hmm. to illustrate how the dreams come into being and into realization. That's so cool. That's so cool. And you've had a few guests on that we've had on like Sarah Blondin, James Wedmore, Laura Belgray, who's a friend of mine. Yeah. And uh, you guys, if you like this show, then I think you'll love Amber's show. And you can tell just from this conversation that she's so real. Tell us about where we can find you and your annual event also. Yeah. So I'm at amberlishram.com. The podcast, just search it on all the places and spaces. Uh, I'm on Instagram. I love Instagram. So please share this episode and tag us and I will reshare it and just shout it out from the rooftops Uh, so that more people can hear this conversation. Sweet. And um, the Ignite Your Soul Summit. So it's April 25th and 26th, 2020. It's in Portsmouth, New Hampshire. Some of you guys are like, say what now? Yes, ma'am. It's my hometown. And I am all about bringing uh, people here because it's one of the most magical places you'll ever visit. It's so beautiful. I've been gorgeous. Yeah. And uh, I want to support my local community. I support local uh, charities through this event. It's really important. And I want to show this model so that you can take things back to your local communities and support your people at home. How cool. And, And to show you, you don't need to live in a big city to have a very successful business. I live in the woods. I'm looking at a lake right now. In oh, New Hampshire. I'm so jealous. And you can do it. You, we literally live in a time space reality where you can do it. And so come to the Ignite Your Soul Summit, be with your soul tribe, amazing speakers, expansive, just environment, really. Uh, two days that are going to just rock your world and take you and your level of understanding of yourself and what's next for you in your journey to a whole nother realm of possibility. And it would be my honor to get to uh, share this experience with anyone that's listening to this that wants to come. That's so cool. You know, and I want to say this, and this is really important because it takes a lot to do it. Oh yeah. It's just, it's an animal. But I also think even on an inner level, there will be moments, you know, before that I just go, why is this my dream? You know, like Mm. it's not easy, but it's what I'm here for. And so I just do the work to do it. And it's my profound honor to live into it and to watch the results and to watch the transformations that happen is um, it's humbling beyond measure. That's so extraordinary. So inspiring, just really such an, such a gift to get to hear from you. So thank you for this. Thank you for being here. Thank you, sister. I'm so happy to know you and be part of this today. To be continued. Yes, yes, yes. (laughs) So how awesome is Amber, right? All right, here are the takeaways. Number one, failure is not an option. Failure is feedback. Number two, envision your ideal day. What would the perfect day look like from the moment you wake up? Number three, trust yourself enough to try things out. Number four, be generous. When you give value and offer help, you won't have to prove yourself through a pitch. Number five, there's only one you. When you're brave enough to be fully you, you will find your people. You connect by being yourself. Number six, marketing is just testing. You get to tweak it as you go. And number seven, you are worth more than any dollar figure you charge. Okay, let's celebrate your wins. Chelsea posted in the Don't Keep Your Day Job Facebook group and she said, I did it. I put in my notice and I'm going to be a full-time painter. I'm so excited to get paid full-time to get better at the craft that I love. I hope to get into a major gallery this year with portrait commissions helping to keep the business in a great place. Thank you so much, Kathy, for all your podcast has done to motivate, inspire, and tell me that yes, this is possible. Chelsea, that is so cool. 
really exciting to see you entering this whole next chapter of your life just in time for the new year, new decade. Your paintings are so beautiful and you do have so much magic to share. So keep painting and keep following your heart and let us know how this journey continues to unfold. You guys can go check out her beautiful paintings at chelsealang.com. You can also watch her awesome time-lapse videos and how-to tutorials on her Chelsea Lang YouTube channel. Okay, here's the next win. Monica said, I did something scary. I launched a new product. It had been in my mind for months. I had created content. I had a Facebook group. I had chatted about this with biz besties. I had even posted about all of this on Instagram and had a few clients interested. Then I froze. What if what I imagined couldn't happen? What if I failed? Would teachers want a business mastermind? Who was I to create this? After a session yesterday, I realized that was just my ego speaking. Sure, all of these things could happen, but also teachers could sign up. Teachers could want to join a monthly mastermind. Fellow coaches may want to support both as clients and as guest experts. So I launched and a client signed up. My teacher hustle mastermind is live. Here's to launching because it feels right. It feels scary because it is time. P.S. I still have to teach in a few hours. Haven't quit my day job yet. Here's to the teachers who teach and hustle. Monica, that's so cool. Way to go. Thank you for being honest and sharing that wave of all those emotions that we we all go through that stuff when we're about to do something scary. It's so common to have those doubts and thoughts of who am I to be doing this? I'll probably fail. People will probably judge me, but I'm so proud of you for taking action and doing it scared. And you've got that mastermind out into the world. If you want to check it out, you can find Monica's group on Facebook. It's called My Teacher Hustle Mastermind. Okay. So another thing I want to start doing more of on the show is reading your amazing, super sweet reviews about my book. I really can't thank you all enough for the love and support. It's just been such an honor to write this book for you. So here we go. Kay wrote, this was excellent and a great inspiration at the right time. As an entrepreneur, it's easy to become so passionate and then get discouraged. This book was really what I needed. I really loved and resonated with chapter 11 on money mindset. The Tony Robbins section really changed my way of thinking. He says if we only have enough money to have a roof over our head, food in our bellies, and the bare essentials, then we don't have any extra time for anybody else. But if you can make more, then you can serve more people. Then to top it off, Oprah talks about being the vessel in which money flows so she can give it away and help others. I have been struggling with money mindset and thinking about it in these ways makes it seem okay to want more money. I have so many people I want to help. What would their life be like if I don't help to be that vessel? I'm expecting this year to open up all thanks to Kathy's book. There are many more nuggets of truth and aha moments. Very inspirational. Thank you so much, Kay, for writing this. I love that you're learning so much from this book and it's really helping you shift that money mindset. It is such a huge block for people, but we really need to rewrite those old narratives if we want to be able to show up. And it's true. The more time we have to work on what we're doing, the more money we make from what we're doing, the more we can serve, the more we can keep ideating and iterating and using more of our gifts to show up in the world as opposed to saving that for the weekends. And there is so much more you can be doing if you got paid to do it. So you guys, if you want me to read your review on the podcast, you can send me a screenshot of your review to hello at don'tkeepyourdayjob.com. I'd love to hear about the most powerful takeaways you got from reading the book or what sections were the most eye-opening for you. Whatever action you've already taken as a result of reading the book, I would just love to hear any of that. 
If you want, you can send a screenshot of your review to hello at don'tkeepyourdayjob.com and we will keep sharing those in our episodes. Also, it's not too late to go grab yourself a copy of the book on Amazon or Barnes and Noble or at your local indie bookstore, or you can also get the Audible version. You can download that. I did narrate it myself and I have been seeing a lot of people posting that they're wrapping up a bunch of books for different presents to put under the tree or to give to friends and family for Hanukkah for different holidays. I think it is the gift that really keeps on giving because it helps people come home to themselves. And I think for the next decade, what could be better than that? So if you haven't bought the book, maybe grab one. And if there's someone in your life that you think needs this encouragement or would be inspired by it, then maybe get one for for him or her also. So I also wanted to just mention to you because it was just so touching. Um, my daughter's birthday was over Thanksgiving. She was born um, on Thanksgiving eight years ago and we had a sleepover party for her and 12 of her girlfriends, which sleepovers are interesting at that age. But I wanted to give a shout out to the company um, that we worked with. It's called Wonder Tents and they're not paying me to say this, but you can check them out on Instagram at Wonder Tent Parties, um, or you can go to their website at wondertentparties.com. It's such an incredible story, and I just wanted to stop since it is like the holiday season, and it really is just so touching. So the whole idea of Wonder Tent Parties started when Trish met her daughter Celia through Kids Save, and they had her join their family back in 2016, and that Christmas, they asked her to fill out a Christmas wish list, and on it were only two mandatories. She said she wanted a sleepover and she wanted to be adopted. And they didn't know, but as a foster child, she never got to experience a sleepover. So Trish went ahead and created her what she thought would be the best one ever. And in doing that, Wonder Tent Parties was born. And that following year in December, they made good on the second wish and they officially adopted Celia. And it's why they now donate a portion of every experience to Kids Save to help other foster youth find adult connections and forever families. So it's just so beautiful. And I wanted to shine a light because it is their anniversary of starting this business. And when they then adopted Celia and we then got to work with them um, a couple weeks ago, you guys got to go check it out. And it's just another inspiration for you of what's possible when you start a business um, that comes from the heart and they are so successful. They are doing tons and tons of parties and people love the experience. Go check it out. You'll see why I mentioned it. It's extraordinary. So congrats to Trish and her beautiful daughter, Celia, and just know that you're spreading magic everywhere and helping kids in the process. If you have a win you want to let us know about, um, you can post it in the Don't Keep Your Day Job Facebook group or DM me on Instagram at kathy.heller. I hope that you're subscribed to the podcast wherever you listen. So if you're not, please go ahead and subscribe because it's free and there's so many good episodes coming up. If you want to support us right now, the very best thing you can do as always is tell a friend about the show. It doesn't cost you anything to share this show with anyone and probably it will start a ripple effect that will lead to some massive differences. Because when someone hears this message and starts to see the world in a new light, it's just amazing what can be created. Thank you guys for listening. I'll leave you with a song of mine. And I'll talk to you on Monday. I'm through with waiting on the sidelines. I'm through pretending it's okay. I'm writing the story of a lifetime. I'm gonna say